In a giant sea of cool podcasts, you found the only podcast that kicks the cool to the curb. I'm your big sister, Shishi. And I'm your big little brother, Tone. I'm your little, little brother, Wopsle. And we like to bring you the reviews that you didn't even know you needed. Hi. Hi, she. I don't know, like like to, feel compelled to is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, we have to. We well, don't just like, we, we like it. We took a solemn vow. We took a vow. We took a vow. We liked it. And so, you know, we liked the vow and we liked the reviews and we liked that you didn't know you needed them. And right, we just like it true. all. So We like it all. Yeah, I was the, just the other day, I was like, you know what? I really like that vow that I took. I like that vow. <laughs> so I'm glad we're all on the same page then. Right. Well, I would like to talk about a little game that I learned yesterday. And I learned this game at your house, Wopsle, and Tone wasn't able to come to the gathering. So we'll have to show him this game next time. But it's called Koob. So, Tony, I will describe this game it, just very easily for you. It's just you have blocks of wood that you stand up in a line and then the other side has blocks of wood in a line and you are throwing these clubs at the blocks of wood and trying to knock them over. Okay. And it got infinitely more interesting to me when Wopsle told me that he had heard that they represented skulls and femurs of fallen Viking enemies. Wow. So it's like a Am, am I getting like an angrier Jenga? Like yeah. an angry Jenga. <laughs> it's sort of like uh, uh, many horseshoes. Uh, like many, you know, wow. you're, you're just you're trying to knock these things out. Jenga, no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, there's no stacking. Okay. They're just kind of no. sitting out in the yard in different yeah. areas. And you're okay. trying to knock them over with um, with the femur, the femurs the, yes. of the fallen Viking foes. So, oh, yeah. okay. Okay, well, on Wikipedia, I much prefer calling them the femurs and the skulls, but they said that the blocks, the skulls are called cubar or cubar, kubar. Anyway, Tony, you'll have to learn it. I think you'd enjoy playing that too. It's not, it's not uh, overly difficult to learn and you just basically sit there and wish that you were finished. That's (laughs) pretty, because it just, you can go back and forth all day long. Yeah, like most good (laughs) yard games, you say, that's not like a good idea, and then immediately wish it was over, and and then you give up, which is exactly (laughs) what we did yesterday. We didn't even finish the game. Wopsle was like, I can wait to eat until we're done, until we, somebody's got to win. I can't. No, okay, it's time to eat. Let's go. Yeah. Right. We played for a long time. I was laying out in the grass, just (laughs) completely famished. Like, Army crawled into the the house to get a barbecue sandwich because it had been so long. And Koob was forgotten. You know what? Koob won that round. Koob won that round. The king. You win today, Koob. Yeah. The king was still standing, and uh, that that was the end. So. Have you guys now? See, I w- I would have played, but I would have dominated you guys because I'm used to playing Super Cube, which is uh, some people call S Cube, and then some people shorten it to Scoob. Scoob, and it's all it's all Scooby Doo themed, and uh, you got to knock down these Scoobies with these femurs. It's great. Okay. <laughs> with the femurs, Scoob. of course, right? Yeah, is that what that movie was about that came out this year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what movie you're talking about, but I'm pretty yeah. sure. It was a... <laughs> yeah, definitely. The answer is just yes. Yep. <laughs> wow. That sounds really fun. 
Super Coob. Super Coob. Super Coob. Scoob for short. Scoob awesome. for short. And so it's yep. Scooby femurs and shaggy skulls. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what wow. it is. Wow. Okay. That's pretty dark. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty So I'm going to tell people from now on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play some Scoob. <laughs> oh, man. I almost don't want to review anything and i just want to keep talking about coob but we do have to get into the reviews so uh let's start with tone this week what do you got you know we could name the episode k-u-u-b which is four things right mm-hmm. yeah and and just this whole episode we could talk about coob okay okay let's <laughs> okay. do it i'm g- so so we're all four <laughs> gonna review coob no okay <laughs> maybe we should just move on <laughs> well i tell you what i'm gonna go ahead well, I, just as an as an experiment, I'm going to go ahead and start this week's uh, reviews with a listener suggestion, suggested oh. topic. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we should start doing little... that every week, really. I think, shouldn't we? I agree. Let's do it. <laughs> and this one is uh, really something that we're you know pretty familiar with, I guess. But it's starting a podcast today. We're going to review starting a podcast, and by uh, that was sent in by Stephen. One of our biggest fans. Thank you so much for sending that in, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Hey, what are you so, doing here? <laughs> oh, hi. I didn't know you were coming over. <laughs> How was your flight? Are your arms tired? Oh, yeah, your arms are tired. Your arms are tired. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what do you think about starting a podcast? Well, I love it now that we've been doing this for a while and people understand the things that we're experts in. This is obviously one of them, right? Like this is where we are ready to shine because we know all the ins and outs. We've obviously done this incredibly successfully. Oh, yeah. So I'm ready to just pour (laughs) out so much knowledge. I'm pretty sure Steven said he asked this because he's been considering starting a podcast. Right. So I'm I'm excited to share our our knowledge. Hmm. Me yeah. too. Shishi, what do you think about starting a podcast? I'm feeling a little bit of pressure to give some actual, real, usable advice, you know? I mean, this sounds yeah. like a serious question. Like, he really wants to know. Like you said, he, he might be thinking about starting a podcast and like, do I know how to start a podcast? I don't, I'm not even sure because it feels like it just happened, you know? I mean, we got together and just had some good times and some good brainstorming sessions, and we just stuck something out there and took off from there. And so I guess maybe that's how you have to do it, Stephen. I don't right. know. <laughs> Unless right, you thanks. have someone that actually knows what they're doing helping you. You just yeah, – Yeah, I think step one, of course, is have siblings. That's <laughs> yep. step one. Right. For sure. Which he, he should be able to handle that, no problem. He's right. A, I've, I've heard he's a resourceful guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> good, good. I really do think, I, I think it's, you know, I, I joke about that, but like when you do a podcast with your siblings, you have like years and years and years of practice and like going back and forth and, you know, mm-hmm. ripping on each other and like the flow of the conversation really is so much easier with your siblings. It's kind of a cheat code that we've put in, I think. Yes, I would agree with that. I also think that for us, um, it's been really important that we've practiced suppressing our emotions our whole lives, so that yes. we don't. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so if huge. you're you lo- if you're used to just telling your siblings what you think about them, it might not work for you. We're good mm-hmm. at 
low-key, just accepting each other the way we are and continuing on. I think that that is actually probably really sad. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. An expert at pushing things down. You have to rise. This is paramount. Sibling rivalry has no place. In a podcast. <laughs> no, we really don't have that much sibling rivalry, really. Well, we really no. don't. We did when we were kids. Uh, you and I did, she. But, mm-hmm. you know, Wopsle was so much younger than us that there wasn't a whole lot of rivalry to be had mm-hmm. because I could beat him up whenever I wanted to. So, <laughs> Which you, you did, know. just to make Which sure I that I, if I ever uh, <laughs> <laughs> was curious. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, Wopsle, I had no idea this was happening. Something. <laughs> oh yeah, occasionally I would grab Wopsle and be like, "Okay, here's the deal. I I'm not going to beat you up right now and you're very lucky." And he'd be like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Uh, his his uh it was always a thinly veiled beating up. It's like, "Hey, let's play this game." I'm like, "Okay." Oh, and then he would yeah. be like, like this is true true story. That one time when uh he put a sock on his hand with another sock in the end of it to make a boxing glove. <laughs> We were trying and our karate. With, with like one punch, then the sock moved to the side. And so he just cold cocked me in the face with his fist. Looking back, I'm like, was that actually the plan all along? <laughs> I think it may have been. I was 13 years old and you were five. You can't you can't just beat up a five-year-old when you're 13. I had like, you know, small man muscles going on already. Right, yeah. And you were five years old. You can't just walk up and punch. So you got to create create tricks right. to where that allow you to punch the five-year-old little brat. I am horrified. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I quit my job and just stayed home. <laughs> I was at Sonic too much. I was with my boyfriend too much. Y'all needed you could a have saved. You could have saved Wopsle's life and he wouldn't have turned out so bad. Wow. <laughs> You know, on second thought, I probably wouldn't have been a very good buffer anyway at that point in time. So I might have, I might have been in my bedroom while you guys were out doing that somewhere. I might have been there the whole time. Right. You would have been like, right. punch so. quieter. I'm on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to a boy. Now, what is our what is our topic right now? Foley. I can't remember. <laughs> starting a podcast. Oh yeah, starting a podcast. You know, one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, about starting a podcast that's to me super important is the number one thing. Okay. You've got to, there's all these little things that you've got to do. You've got to set up a new uh, podcast email. That's one of the first things I did was like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to want an email address where everything's going to land. And and so everything you sign up for, it all comes back to the email address. So the first thing you got to do is get your, uh, your podcast email set up. And then the second thing you do is set up your Scoob game. (laughs) And once you play a couple of rounds of Scoob, then you're ready to go. That's why we haven't been very good. It's why it took us a long time to get good. (laughs) Now we're going to get good because we did Scoob yesterday. No, we still haven't played Scoob. We just did Coob. We didn't pay, right. play Super Cube. Super no. Coob. We're, we're waiting for Tone for that one. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I will say that, um, you know, I think that looking back, we did everything as right as we possibly could for, for an operation that had no money. We were doing everything for free right at first. 
then I did drop a hundred bucks for the, you know, for the podcast hosting. So, I mean, you just learn as you go, like what you actually need. You might not need a website. We just chose to get a website. And um, so just to make it easier to direct people to give us money, which we haven't really <laughs> which, had Which has not much. panned out. No. No. So yeah, I, uh, was, I, I was so excited and adamant about getting the website and getting the domain kick.cool, which I feel like is a really cool and interesting and memorable web, website. Yes. But for what? Nope. Nobody goes there. And then what I really think about it is any of you listening to this out there, how many podcasts websites have you ever gone to? I know the answer. Right. Exactly. It's zero. The five yeah. zero. podcasts. And I've never gone to any of their podcasts. Of their, of the podcast websites. I love our website. I'm glad that we have that domain and I'll be sad if we decide to let it go. But I mean, financially, who knows what will happen in the future? Well, that's one thing, too, I guess, that needs to be said, Stephen, is that, you know, if you do decide to start one up, this isn't free. You know, it costs money to do a podcast and there's all these restrictions and limitations you're going to run into that you have to determine, well, is it now worth my money uh, to... You know, to, for for instance, like the thing, the uh, the service that we use for our phone calls is called Zencaster. So we all do a call on this thing called Zencaster. And so, but that, you know, is there's a free version and then there's the premium version if you want the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And so on every, on every step of the way, you're going to have to make a decision. Am I going to use the free version, which is going to limit me, or am I going to pay for some stuff? So Yeah, and so that's the thing. I mean, you can get started for free, and you just you don't want to do it for free because it's way harder <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and the limitations. Like our our uh, storage for the podcast, I think if we're doing it, we're right now we're with Podbean, and I think the free version you can have like five hours hosted at a time or something like that. And so right. every time we posted a new episode, we'd have to drop off the previous episode. And it was just, you know, like we wanted all of our episodes available all the time. Well, the, the people wanted that. The people yes, wanted all the of people our episodes wanted it. all the time. Yes. And the people really like our website too. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Also, it helps to have a uh, one angry, jerky sounding producer. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and then, and then a lot of girls in HR, you need mm -hmm. to get all that going and then you'll just be the talent. Cause that's what we are. We're just the talent mm -hmm. and everybody else does all the work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we just, all, all I do is I show up about five minutes late for work. I come and I sit down in my, in my golden throne and I pull mm -hmm. my golden mic up next to me and I start talking and then I don't stop for about two hours and uh, everything's peachy keen. Everything's great. And, and then it just, just magically happens for you. We have a finished episode. We all just right. get up and stand up and walk out. We're like, tell Chet to edit that together by Monday. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then Chet gets to work. Get to work, Chet. You know, some weeks, this is probably people don't realize, some weeks we can't get together. So I'll just record like an hour of audio without you guys <laughs> on the other end. Just right. saying things like. <laughs> Well, I don't remember that at all. Or like, well, that would be way better with cheese on it. And then mm -hmm. Chet yes, takes and then that I, and makes an episode. Well, and then I do my part and I just laugh and say, oh, my gosh, a lot. <laughs> and wait, That's pretty oh, much. Hold on. Yeah. There is one other thing you do. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it starts with this. Sherry and her list. Sherry and her list. <laughs> Sherry and her list. <laughs> yes, you I do have lists. to have my list. Yes. 
<laughs> it has been we've been really lucky that those lists have fit in with the rest of the episode. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Because yeah. there's always like a chance. On- yeah. And then I record a uh about usually about an hour a week of me agreeing with other people. Um <laughs> yeah. and, a full hour. You know, just for an hour I just agree. <laughs> In fact, on our Patreon, if you want just that audio track, just to like for affirmation for yourself, um, right. then our Patreon, then we have that. Just <laughs> yeah, Tony agreeing yes. with you, just Indeed. me agreeing with you for an, for a full hour. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, I, I I think that we've really Stephen now is going to obviously have the most successful podcast ever. Mm-hmm. And Stephen, Stephen, if you start a podcast, you know the first thing you have to do is tell us and get us to listen to it because we would love to hear that. That'd be great. Yeah. So let's go ahead and, and rate this puppy. Uh, Wopsle, what do you rate starting a podcast? You know, I'm thinking about the early days of podcasting and the start of it. And so I'm going to rate podcasting 23 different microphone attempts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Getting that right mic and the right <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a long time. It's so frustrating <laughs> and it doesn't work week to week. And then you move into the closet and then you switch. You know, I have about uh, 40 T-shirts right here. I'm touching right now that I want to get rid of, but I can't because they're my sound dampening things. That's in here. right. Yes. Yeah. You so, sound great. Yeah. It's yeah. so many attempts at making your mic sound good. 23 to be exact. <laughs> All right. CC, what do you, what do you rate starting a podcast? Um, I I rate starting a podcast eighteen unsold mugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, and that might be a generous number too. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm looking. I have I have nine right here above my head. I'm looking at them. Gosh, hold on, I have to count now. I think I have 12 here, so. Yeah, okay. Speaking of websites and mugs, if you go to kick.cool, you could free up closet space in my mm-hmm. house by Mine taking too. some of these mugs off of off of our shelves. Yeah, it just buy just buy us four coffees on our website and we'll send you a kick the cool mug. They're really awesome. They're beautiful. Um so Stephen, that's uh so, well actually, <laughs> my first suggestion to Stephen, uh before you play Super Coob, before you play uh, Scoob, before you get siblings, the first thing you need to do is buy a lot of mugs from one of your favorite podcasts. That's yes. how you start. Um, but I'm going to kind of in that same along those same lines. I'm going to rate uh, starting a podcast way too many unused T-shirt ideas. Way too many. Yeah. That's exactly how many. Way too many. Yes. If only we could just get it, get it fire lit under our butts and actually do them. <laughs> I think it's called money. If we had some yeah. money lit under our butts. Yeah, money lit under our butts. <laughs> and, cl- and closet space because I've got all these mugs. I don't have any room for unsold t-shirts in here right now. You know <laughs> right. what? Here, okay, here's the last piece of advice. I would, if you want to get merch, get something that it can be laid flat in an envelope because the shipping is stupid. Yes, okay, the shipping yes. for these mugs is way more than we paid for the mugs. Stationary. Thank you, Stephen. 
Thanks, Dave, Station- Steven. Stationary. Yeah, sorry, I stepped on that. It's okay. <laughs> Stationary. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was great. We thank you, Stephen, for sending us that suggestion for uh, for a topic. So uh, we're going to move on to Wopsle. And Wopsle brought his own topic today. What you got? Oh, so I did. But my, I've been working on it in the shop, whittling it, mm-hmm. shining yeah. it. Of course. Shining mm-hmm. it up. What does he do? Um, um Polishing, you did that. Putting it to bed, uh, laying it, it, laying it right, laying it right back down. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk about something that I feel like I am very interested in anyway, but I don't know where we're going to go with it. But let's review for the people pawn shops. Because okay. especially for people that listen to us from Prague, our hometown, um, Davenport's the pawn shop there in town was like, it was pretty hopping, um, mm-hmm. at least for me oh, in my yeah. teenage years. So yeah. that I have a specific thing, but I want to talk about them more in, in, in general too. So she, what do you think about, about pawn shops? Um, well, you know, I really, I think that they serve a very useful purpose in our society and I don't frequent them very much, but when I'm looking for a laptop, I go there first and then I change my mind and go get a new one. <laughs> right. And, um, I have sold, <laughs> I've sold jewelry and unwanted video games there. So mostly I, find it I don't usually use it as a pawn shop I use it as a buyer of my merchandise mm, right that's right it's a good distinction yeah yeah Tone how about you how do you feel about the pawn shop you know what I really love about the pawn shop is that the uh the diversity like the the different the different kinds of pawn shops you find and you know like you can tell like for instance the Preg Oklahoma pawn shop the where we grew up in our small town, that pawn shop had a whole lot of archery stuff going on, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was bow hunting season 24-7 up in that place. Yeah. And so, uh, but if you go to a pawn shop in a big city, you're not going to find archery equipment. You know, you're going <laughs> to find a lot more electronics and guitars. So, I really find it interesting that there's such a, an assortment of different pawn shops. I would like to interject a tiny little tidbit about our past that I'm not sure you guys knew. And that is that the Preg Davenport's pawn shop was owned at one time by our grandmother, Grandma grandmother. Stasta. Yeah. And it was the Stasta's five and dime. Mm-hmm. Back in the 50s and 60s. So yes. That's a I tidbit. Did- I didn't even think I, I knew that, but I didn't think about bringing that. That yeah, the, our family owned what is now the pawn shop in Wait, That's wild. Does that does that mean that we are pawn? We're kind of like from a family of pawnbrokers. Sure, we are basically pawn stars. Yeah, basically. I think is what that means. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm Chun Li or whatever his name is. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm Baraka. <laughs> there are no girls on there so i guess i'm I just hanging out <laughs> you can be the dad i'm the lady that brought in the the uh, elvis memorabilia that's me i'm, the, I'm yeah. that one <laughs> <laughs> yes i got it before anybody else could steal it yeah. oh man well mm. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, Tone, because I remember there's only two shops we went to. The one there in Prague, if we wanted, you know, only archery things all day long. And then the one in Shawnee we would go to, Circle D Pond, that was all the SNES video games, like as far as the eye could see. 
And yeah. so it was much more big city over there in, in Shawnee, Oklahoma. <laughs> right. Um, my life, my I, I, I do want to say my life has basically been just a a little bit of a roller coaster of collecting things and then later selling them in a frantic uh, fit, <laughs> selling selling them at the pawn shop. Yeah, that's been my life pretty much. So <laughs> it's been wild. Oh, I forgot that I did buy. Remember that green guitar I had? I bought that at the pawn shop. Right. Um, I bought that at Circle D. Oh yeah. Yep. With the rainbow strap. I remember that mm-hmm. guitar. I played together. I guitar remember that many too. times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. She. I've never. I've actually never pawned anything in my life. Like I either need it or I don't. And so mm-hmm. it's not a. I need some money now, but I'll need this thing back later. I, I usually yeah. cut ties with things before I, I want it. Want it back later. But I've always right. done purchasing at pawn shops. I, I like. I like the variety. I like seeing. I like the treasure hunt aspect of it. Oh yeah, um, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that you gotta kind of you gotta kind of figure out. You're like, I want a CD player back in the day, and then well, there's a big bin of Discman. <laughs> Of various shapes yeah. and sizes and right. conditions. Yeah. They all have a yeah. sticker slapped on it that's never coming off. And uh, mm-hmm. you're just kind of rolling the dice. And that's that's exciting to me. Gosh, now I'm thinking about all the stuff I forgot that I bought at pawn shops. This is amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah. I do like that aspect where you can go like, okay, this sewing machine has like this shape and picking it up. And you can look at the bottom and you can, you know, and you can't really mm-hmm. do that in the store if it's new stuff. It's like the less selection. You can't choose something that's maybe 10 years older that costs less at mm-hmm. a, when you're buying new, you know? That's right. So, and yeah. I mean, also you have, you know, in, in no Walmart, can you walk up and go, yeah, I'd like to plug this in and try it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but every pawn shop, any item in the store, mm-hmm. you can be like, yeah, I'd like to try that out. You could go up there and say, yeah. hey, that, let me try out that pistol right there. They'd be like, yeah. all right. Yeah. Can I see and if then, this curling iron heats up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, bro, can you bring your lunch back out? I want to see if this toaster oven works. <laughs> Just, you, got, you got some kind of bread back there. Just bring it on out. Let's, let's and in <laughs> fact, you're an idiot if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, You're an can idiot I, if you don't test it. Let me tell you this story, Tone, because I, I think you know the ending, but you don't know the beginning. So I went to Circle D Pawn there in Shawnee, and they had a copy of Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo. And remember, right. there was a game once in a while that would have a different color cartridge. So it was with the black cartridge, Killer Instinct, mm. and it was a really good deal. So I bought it and took it home and was so pumped. But then I put it in, and the game wasn't Killer Instinct. <laughs> Someone had opened it up and switched it because Killer Instinct was the brand new hot game. Whoa. And they had pawned the game that wasn't the actual game. And they didn't check it. And they didn't check it. And I didn't check it because it's like I was so excited to get Killer Instinct, the new game, for cheaper than it was at the store. But Uh the funny part is, is the game that was on there instead was called Tecmo Basketball. Oh. No way. <laughs> Which ended up being a way better game than Killer Instinct. And to this yeah. day, in my top five favorite games of all time, was that Tecmo basketball right. game. It was oh so good. Gosh. And Tony, I remember That's you played awesome. it as much as I did back in the day. Oh, man. That summer that you went off, went down to Louisiana or whatever it was, building houses for the yeah. church or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I did nothing but play Tecmo basketball. <laughs> yeah. It's a great so. game. And so I was like, you know, I'm kind of mad. I should have checked it out, but also I wouldn't have, wouldn't have necessarily played it. And now I have this great game. So it worked, worked out. So that's, you're talking about video games. Is there, there is nothing more disheartening than 
paying $70 for a new, like, super Metroid cartridge. And then, you know, two months later, you go and it's like $3. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. That's bad. Actually, I think I paid $80 brand new for Super Metroid. Yeah. Now, I'd like to ask, I'd like to ask something about pawn shops. Is, in your experience, how much haggling should be done? If one if one is learning the ways of the pawn shop experience, uh, how much haggling should they do? Can I can I hop in real quick and say I know how much haggling the three of us do because I know us three well. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolute zero. Haggling. Absolute zero. Oh, haggling okay. is adjacent to conflict, and we you're just yeah. like sweet. Fifty cents sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the personality trait that get, makes our podcast special. That's right. right? Push it down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, my haggling is oh, fifty dollars. Okay. That's oh, my yeah. Mine, mine usually is accompanied by a sound of oh man. Oh. <laughs> All right. Here you okay. go. Okay. <laughs> And then they and they look at you and they're almost mad. They're like, "Are you serious? You have no fight. You have no fight in you. You're just gonna stand there and take it. And, all right then. Then you deserve it. Right. Yeah. You know, Pawn Stars, uh, the show that uh, if if no one's seen it, it's it's a Las Vegas pawn shop, and so there's always pretty big memorabilia and stuff coming in. There's all a ton of haggling on there, and they'll bring in experts to look at it and all this stuff. So, so I think we're all supposed to be haggling at the pawn shop. I think that's a part of what they signed up for when they opened it. Right. That's right. Um, I think we're doing them a disservice by not haggling more, I think. Well, I I worked at a pawn shop for a day. So one I, day? I, 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 for one day. <laughs> and so <laughs> I can tell you guys that they told me that haggling was basically where I would make my money. That my, the, the hourly rate was like minimum wage or something. But if you haggled with people and made them pay more for an item, then you would get a bigger cut. So that's something to realize. These people are not haggling just for the fun of it. They're doing it because that's the money in their pocket. Yeah. So that's why I don't haggle. I'm like, <laughs> they need money. Okay. And fine. that's why you only worked there one day. You were like, well, that's why I worked there one day. I'm not, like, I'm not a haggler. Work is not cut out for me. Do you, when you hired me, did you, could you not tell that I'm a conflict avoider by trade? Cause you offered me below <laughs> minimum wage. And I said, Oh man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. When do I start? There's not enough public interactions where someone says, oh, man. <laughs> just, right, just right to the face of the person that they're buying or selling to. I did that to, I did that to a cop one time. I literally did. I, he, he said, uh, he pulled me over. He, pulled, he had me come and sit in his car. And I go and sit in the front seat of his car. And he's writing me a ticket. And he says, all right, I'm going to write you a ticket. And I went, oh, man. And he goes, hey, it can be a lot worse than this, pal. Don't don't come at me. And so I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess that's the adult version of whining. Yes. Yeah. You're just like, I'm just used to, I've been working at the pawn shop all day, and I'm just used to that, used yeah. to that reaction, oh, officer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and the last thing I'll say about our pawn shop back home is 
Um, in Little Prague, Oklahoma, it was the only place you could buy guitar strings. That's so right. So I was in there getting guitar strings all day, every day. And uh, I'm not sure why they had guitar strings, because it was an archery shop, and there's shotguns, and there's old VCRs. Oh, right. Okay, well, I think that's going to do it for pawn shops today, um, but we got to rate this puppy before we get out of here. So, she, what do you rate pawn shops? Well, I don't know if you knew this, but if you take a diamond engagement ring to be sold in a pawn shop, they will not give you the... <laughs> and yes, I know this from experience. <laughs> they will not give you the value of the diamond. They will only give you the value of the weight of the gold. Mm-hmm. And they will give you the day that price for the gold that, that day. No more, no right. less. And so Ooh. I am going to rate pawn shops... $1,911.72, which is today's price of gold per ounce. Nice. Oh. Look at this research. <laughs> uh, all right, Tom, what do you rate pawn shops? Very simple. I have to rate pawn shops. My favorite thing about pawn shops, which is every time I go into one, I have to buy a copy, a copy of the game Scoob. And so <laughs> what I do is... Um, I'm going to rate it uh, 147 copies of the game Scoob. Okay. <laughs> That's my rating. I do always wonder what events transpired when they have like, you know, like rows and rows of the same thing. Like yeah. 30 copies of Twister. And, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, how, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah. Well, where did all these Scoobs come from? <laughs> okay. Well, I got to, to rate... Uh, I've never sold anything at the pawn shop. I've never pawned anything. But from what I understand, this is pretty prevalent there. I'm going to rate pawn shops one low ball offer. Nice. Mm, Seems to be what they are about over there. Yep, it really is. (laughs) Okay, well, that was a really good topic. And uh, as usual, the good topics are the ones that bring in all of our past experiences in so that we can just talk about them at length. And don't <laughs> right. care at all about who's listening. And alienate. <laughs> Those are the best ones. <laughs> so, but now we have to pay the bills somehow. And right. for that, we're going to go to our five star review. Let's, Let's go. go. Five star review. Let's go. Woo. Five star. five-star review uh we are going to talk about brahms brahms is the sponsor for this week that's a big get i know right yeah maybe it has something to do with you know my oldest son works at brahms and maybe they just think he's such a great worker that they reached out and and they didn't i can't even no they didn't i can't pretend (laughs) (laughs) none of that happened i can't he is a good worker but (laughs) Yeah, so uh, let's say some good things about Brahms. Yeah, no, well, I mean, they th- there's hardly anything bad you can say about them. I've never worked there, but I have eaten there quite a bit, and I do. They do no wrong. They and they, you know, we should start though. A lot of people might not even know what Brahms is. Yeah, let's just let, okay. So Brahms is a uh, restaurant chain that is 
It was started in Tuttle, Oklahoma, and in order to maintain the freshness of the ingredients, they have no stores that lie with uh, outside of a 300-mile radius. So all through Oklahoma and just at the edges of the surrounding states, um, they have Brahms, and they're never going to expand because their their freshness is, they grow all of the stuff on the farm in Tuttle. They have all their own cows. They may have a, a dairy, and a, a, and it's just delicious food. It's just delicious food. That's all. They have really good ice cream. That's probably the reason you go to Brahms most of the time is the ice cream. Yeah, I think that's what people think of when they think of Brahms as ice cream. But that burger and fries from Brahms is – fries might be the best in town. I love those so much. And they have really good salads. I do have to – well, I've never had one of their salads. um, But I have had – I mean, their burgers are really good too. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I will say this. Homemade ice cream. What a perfect <laughs> way to say. Oh, that's Bluebell. My bad. That's Bluebell. Bluebell. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> now Brahms isn't going to pay us. See what you did? Oh, no. <laughs> hey, Brahms, well, just forward the bill to Bluebell, please. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's what, Let's just continue this in the Bluebell. Man, Bluebell has the best ice cream, don't Blue they? Bell ice cream is so good. Great. <laughs> this is, is kind of half and half, you know. We'll, we'll still sell the ad. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, Bluebell and Brahms. Thanks, Blue Bell and Brahms. Thanks, Blue Bell and Brahms, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. When you're left with a stain, you're so jammed up that you got at this point. As usual, our five-star review just hit right out of the park, didn't it? Yes, so, right. okay, so <laughs> we use like that is why we keep getting so many new sponsors. <laughs> so, uh, let's just move right along to our last topic for the day. And uh, that's me. I'm last today and so I dropped off Maggie Rose, my youngest daughter. She's 17. I dropped her off at camp today. So I want to talk about camp, guys. Oh, uh, camp. It. Okay. Yes. Okay. Camp. And I'm talking about, I guess we can talk about all different kinds of camps. Like you can have a day camp or you can have a sleepover camp or whatever. She is actually staying there for um, for like a week at a time. She comes home on the weekends and she's there during the week uh, living in a dorm. So Sweet. It's going to be really fun. She always has a great time. Mm-hmm. So which one of you has not been to camp? I'm always at camp. I don't know oh, why, yeah. Tony. I thought you had not been to camp. Well, it's a little weird because the only camp I've been to is actually band camp. But oh, I've been I've been twice. That counts. That counts. So, no, I did go to church camp one year, mm-hmm. and um, but I didn't go with the church. Me and a, a, a guy that I was hanging out with said, hey, this is where all the babes are. Let's go to oh. church camp and hang out with all the all the girls and that are at church camp. And so we went and kind of like crashed the party. Crashed yeah, we crashed the ca- camp crashes. We so did you crashers. did you stay yeah. there or did you just go for the day and hit on girls and then go home? 
Yeah, we just went for one day and oh. uh, and hit on a bunch of girls. And so, uh, but at band camp, um, the, you know, there's a joke about band camp that we don't want to talk about, but <laughs> that's what everybody thinks of when you say band camp. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you, yes. band camp is actually a very specific, unique thing that does not involve what you're thinking mm-hmm. um, and what the joke is about. But uh, when at band camp, I learned a very valuable lesson that band camp, they tell you it's fun and it's not until about <laughs> a year later and you go, that's pretty fun. <laughs> Remember that time at band camp? That's when you right. start saying that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, maybe that stereotype is there for a reason. <laughs> because in hindsight, everything's way worse <laughs> or more interesting. Right. Yeah. right. So what about you, Wopsle? As the day that this, this episode is released... Um, is the day that I get back from a summer camp. So um, shout out to Disciple Camp. If you guys are listening to this podcast, you probably shouldn't be. Um, But (laughs) yeah, I've been to a summer camp, at least one, every single summer since, um, you know, in the last 21 years. So I'm going to three this summer. Wow. And um, I love camp. I tell you, I've made this joke before that whenever I first started being a youth pastor, I was like, they're going to pay me to go to camp? Like I get uh-huh. as part of my job, and yeah. then now every time I and go, I'm like, like, I do not get paid enough to go <laughs> to camp. Like, Please, why do I have to do camp again? It is a one eighty. It's like I, you know, my own bed I'm leaving behind, and now of course with kids and family, not to mention that, but it is a different world. <laughs> Wopsle, you and I are coming at this from the same point of view because I remember going to camp when I was a kid. I went to a campfire girl camp when I was about six, and I did not enjoy it. And then, because I didn't have any friends there. And then I went to a church camp when I was about like nine or 10. I didn't enjoy it because my friend didn't have any friends there. And I was never really good at making friends just on the spot. So um, I didn't really. And then I had like cheerleading camp in high school. And that was a blast. I really enjoyed that because all of my friends were there. But then, uh, so I didn't go to camp for a long time. And then I got this job. Uh, Been This is my third camp that we did. Uh, these past two weeks and uh, yeah, I'm kind of done with it. I'm kind of done. <laughs> yeah. um, but I will say that uh, it's all encompassing. You can think of nothing else while you are working camp yes. day and night. You fall into that terrible little bed exhausted and you get up exhausted and you do activities exhausted and you are still having a good time because the kids are so special and you love the connections you're making and mm-hmm. while you're exhausted. And <laughs> uh, right. yeah, so this last time I got to do a class where we were we were teaching the kids how to do experiments like with slides and you drop these testers on some sample water and you know see if it's contaminated uh, and all that. And they it was just it's it was the best. But camps, cool. I, I'm glad it's over. Yeah. And I love those kids, and I hope not to see them till next year. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> no, actually, I'd rather see them outside of camp because camp is so, it's just so intense, you know. Well, you know, yeah, that's an important distinction, She, that like now whenever I think about camp, because I've been to whatever, let's say probably, I don't know, maybe 80 camps in my life. But you right. know how many times I was a camper in my life? Mm-hmm. Three. Yeah. Exactly yeah. three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me and like too. that experience is so great because, you know, there's no rules. You're not on the hook for anything. 
Whereas once you're in charge of it, you're like every single activity, you're mm-hmm. like, if this sucks, that's my fault. Like, yes, if this sucks, I suck. <laughs> and so yes. doing that week in and week out, summer in and summer out is, is mm-hmm. it's pretty tough. But like, man, attending camp where it's just like you're away from home. There's all the babes there. Mm-hmm. It, it stinks I, that that's such a small window of your life that you get to be an attender of camp. Yes, I mean, and that's the thing. That's when you when you're when you are putting on a camp, you have to come at it from that perspective. As I am giving this kid, even if it's not perfect, even if I didn't plan a perfect program, it's still this kid is getting to do something that they would not otherwise have gotten to do, and right. opening their world is just really special to me. So and that's usually what I, I tell them. I am helping you do something that you would not normally have gotten to do. Yeah. <laughs> so stop well, critiquing right. me and act like it's fun. Your your camps are all about um like, you know, like the Bible and getting to you know Bible study and getting to know scripture and stuff yeah. like that, I guess. Oh. What? Yeah, kind of, I was going to say people, getting yeah. to know people. And getting to know yeah. each other and learning about God and, and as a community and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. ours is more about just focusing on the stuff that gets kids to college. And That's so cool. we, we are, well, except that we do classes. Like, so they're having class at mm. camp. They're having class. Now, we try to make it really fun, and I think we did a good job this time. But they also get to go you know, do field trips and stuff. Tony, you might have something to say about this. I was going to ask you, like, there are a lot of movies about going to camp. A lot. Is there one that stands out to you? You know, I mean, Friday the 13th is kind of like, you know, it's not really camp. Well, I guess it is. It's Camp Crystal Lake. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's a lot about camp. And it's one of the scariest movies of all time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it fits in there. But, you know, then, of course, you've got like meatballs and and uh, there's just so many good camp ones. Um, I'm I think that Scoob is a really good camp movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I highly recommend it. It's Scoob, Scoob 2, Scoob 2, uh-huh. scooping, a, scooping, uh, scooping it up. Scooping it up. Sco- scooping again. Yeah. Hey, you know, there really yeah. is a movie called Scoob this year. That's what I was talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah, but, right. there is. Yeah. Okay, that's and the one you're a new, about. And there's a and new there's one. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's about the game. Oh, wait. That you movie mean, that came out is about the game. Wait, you mean Scoob 2, Electric Scoobaloo? That's ah! exactly what I'm, yeah. No, <laughs> Wow, yeah, what Scoob an original two. title. But what about those good kind of kid but still great camp movies like Heavyweights? Do you guys remember that movie? No. Is that after no. y'all's time? Oh, man. Heavyweights is kind of like in the Mighty Ducks kind of vein of things um, where it's a fat camp for these kids and then they end up taking on like the fit camp of kids and trying to beat oh, them. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so Heavyweights is so great. I feel like there's a lot. You remember old uh, Salute Your Shorts on Nickelodeon? Did you guys watch that or again? Is yeah. that after your time too? No, that was nope, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was after my time. Oh, man. Well, yeah, that and Hey Dude came on where Hey Dude was like that dude ranch. Um, yeah. So I feel like it, especially like the whatever, probably 89 to – 96 there was like great campy kid kind of stuff that was so great so that's what i think of when i think of media for camp i didn't watch any movies because i was too scared of all those ones but salute your shorts <laughs> was it for me and heavyweights uh, heavyweights was good huh is that a movie or a tv show that one's a movie okay well that and that reminds me i need to put next week our show is our uh our podcast is going to be sponsored by obesity that'll be oh. great okay okay sweet. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can we just thank that, thank them now and move on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. That just sounds really wrong. Thanks, obesity. No. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think that we have beat that camp to death. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Tone, what do you rate camp? You know what? I didn't even mention. I do have to mention this real quick. Next month, well, in July, I'll be going to do security for Wopsle's Church's camp that they have. That's true. Called oh. Camp Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, and you know what I am? I'm the security. Yeah, that's what Good. I do. I'm a sec- I'm the muscle. Good. So I'm going to rate. Uh, I'm going. And so what I do is it's great. I sit in my car all the time <laughs> and I watch movies on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And but that means you have to have a, uh, a an extension cord that goes from like inside the building a million feet out to the parking lot. And so I'm gonna rate I'm gonna rate it 500 out of 600 feet of extension cord. That's what I rate camps camping. Hey, so you have been to camp. You're just there when everybody else is sleeping. I've been, to, been camp to camp for camp? the last four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what it's all about at night, in the dark and quiet. <laughs> um. All right, Wop, so what do you rate camp? Oh man, what a hard what a hard It's so thing hard. To rate. I'm so sorry that I brought this up because this is like the hardest thing we've ever had to rate. Okay, well with camps, I have a love-hate relationship and I still go to so many. Now I'm at the point where I'm sending my kids to camp like you are she. So I just love camp so much. And so I can't I can't really jokey joke about camp. There's plenty of things to joke about. But for me, I gotta rate camp 100 out of 100 life altering experiences i don't care if it's a stem camp or a church camp um growing up i did an art camp that i still remember like so distinctly mr owen teaching me about art i think that every single camp experience it's just there's so many people that put so much time and energy into this one specified week meant for you um it's life-changing every time so that's what i rate nice summer camp and wouldn't you agree that it changes your life too even if you don't feel like it at the time. At leading it? No. <laughs> the, the, yes, as, yes, as a leader, yes. Um, I do think that it does, yeah. It really does. You, you learn it's it's like, you know, like a teacher. You learn as much from them as they do from you. You know what? That was gonna be my rating. Oh no. Well. So, oh no. So, sorry, she um, uh, but you, you went first, so you get it. And pro- <laughs> kudos to you. Got okay. It. So I think I'm gonna have to rate camp. 40 kids. 40 kids. The end. The end. <laughs> end of rating. <laughs> you know, I really want to know. <laughs> I really want to know how how many times you have you have noticed a look on your face while you were at camp, while you were running a camp, and you noticed that you were you had the wrong look on your face and you had to change it because you were showing everyone how tired or frustrated or whatever you were. And the kids were looking at you going, whoa, has that ever happened to you? I don't think so. I I really feel like whenever I am showing an emotion, uh, it's fine with me if that emotion shows. (laughs) Uh, A time comes to mind for me, Tone, and it's, I don't notice it on my face. I actually notice it when the wrong words come out of my mouth. And I say, oh, I'm more tired or frustrated than I thought that I was. Yeah. 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 
many of the camps I've, you know, at the church camps I've gone to, I've been the worship leader with a band or something. And so one time when we were just like the countdown was going, we were about getting ready to get started. Me and the band are all up there, you know, ready to get going. And this girl runs up to me and she says, hey, and she she asked me to play this song called Marvelous Light, which anyone that's been in church in the last 15, 20 years is going to know this song, but and know how overplayed it was. And so by that time, it was like the summer after it had been big. So I hated it so much. And so my mouth just happened to be next to the microphone. And this little seven year, seven, seventh grade girl said, <laughs> hey, will you guys play Marvelous Light? And accidentally into the mic, I said, no, I hate that song. Oh, no. <laughs> And she looked at me so scared. This girl's favorite worship song from church that they sing back home and love to death. And now the camp worship leader, who is like, you know, irrationally rock star status, told her with uh, the the voice from Beauty and the Beast, I hate that song. Oh, my gosh. And so that's That's how I realized. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I realized. Once I've said it. Yeah, so, okay. I really love camp. I really hate camp, so that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. Yeah. Hey, thanks again, Stephen, for sending us your review topic. We hope that we've helped you uh, get ready to start your own podcast. If you have a review topic you would like us to do, please send it to us at reviews at kick.cool. Your suggestions always end up being the best ones, uh, and we need some more. For sure. And Stephen, I also would like to say uh, something to check out is there's a book that recently came out about podcasting that uh, is uh, is from some of our favorite podcasters. It's called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You. I uh, I've, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard good things. So go check out that book. Yeah. Uh, we, we also want to thank the band Bugs for letting us use the song Reviews as our theme song. Please go like their Facebook page and buy everything they've got to sell. That's all. <laughs> Yep, that's it. So you can come follow us at Kick the Cool on all of our social media. And uh, that means that I'm She. I'm Tone. And I'm Wop. And we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. BLB. LLB. LLB. Cool, Jay. Sorry. Cake. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>